Welcome to the Decades of Strength podcast. We are Sam, Marcy, Sarah, and Kim, and we are four women on one mission. We are obsessed with empowering women to gain confidence, build strength, and ditch feelings of unworthiness. Releasing the shame around your struggles is hard work, especially if you feel alone. And so we wanted to create this podcast as a way to unite women of all ages, from all locations, all sizes and shapes, and really just want to invite you to sit at our table. Come as you are. Health and fitness is for everybody. And we're here to remind you that you belong, you matter, you are brave, you are capable, you are deserving of success. Maybe right now you don't truly believe those things, and that's okay. When we first got started, we didn't either. But we promise that each episode, we will show up vulnerably. We want you to realize your potential and the truth of who you really are. We will help you step into success and acknowledge that the power already lies within you. If you love this podcast, please subscribe, review and rate it on iTunes. Tag us in your stories on Instagram. Send this to your friends. Please, please, please just tell everyone about it. We are determined to have the biggest and the most inclusive community of women sitting at the picnic table together. Welcome back to another Decades of Strength Tuesday Q&A here with all the ladies. Hi, girls. Hey, 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 ladies. Okay, so here is our question for today. How do we structure our days during this coronavirus quarantine period? to still have some semblance of normalcy, some productivity, and not just feeling like we're living in a perpetual state of that week between Christmas and New Year's. Do you guys feel like that right now? Like, isn't that kind of what people are doing? It's just like that weird, there are no days, no time doesn't have meaning. (laughs) (laughs) Every day is Sunday. Every day. (laughs) It's, It's impossible to peg what day or hour it is. It's just kind of all blending together. And after a while, that just doesn't feel good. Like I was tending towards that when this first started and it doesn't feel good. I don't like the way I feel. Um, I don't feel stable doing that. So let's talk to people about some ways to structure their days. Marcy, let's start with you. Give us some highlights from your your, uh, experience here. Sure. So this is really the first time that I have ever worked from home and it has been an interesting experience so far. I will say I am already a very structured and disciplined person. I thrive off routine and structure. So that hasn't so much been an issue. It's more the fact that for a long time now, especially uh, working with in-person clients and being at the gym and need to be there early, you know, I've had to set an alarm six or seven days a week and that was getting really old. (laughs) So I love my sleep. And I, I think like the one thing that I'm finding to be challenging is I am allowing myself at least for a little while longer to not set an alarm. I'm not the world's best sleeper. I will often, like I was texting Sarah at 3am last night when I couldn't sleep. Um, And so I'm just giving myself that grace and saying sleep is really important. And I'm going to let myself sleep in a little bit later. I've also been going to bed a little bit later. So those are the things that I think I need to have better boundaries around and like set an alarm, you know, and get up. I've been getting out of bed at a certain time, but it may be a little bit 
too late. But still, when I get up, you know, doing my morning routine and just like going on my walk and getting the day started as quickly as possible, like once I am actually out of bed. So I think setting certain hours for yourself, like, okay, I'm going to set an alarm and get out of bed by this time. I'm going to start my work day by this time because it's really easy to say, oh, well, I don't have anywhere to be. You know, like maybe you have to be on a call at noon, but if you don't have to be, you know, in your car by eight o'clock to be at your desk by nine, you're going to give yourself that leeway to just, you know, take a little bit more time during the morning to like before you actually get started. And then that's when the hours kind of start to blend together. And then the next thing you know, you're looking down and it's like, oh, it's three o'clock and I haven't got shit done. So that is my first tip is just set those hours for yourself. Um, and then also set the hours like when you are going to cut work off. So maybe it's like I am out of bed at 7.30 and I start at nine and I end at five. Really, really important tip there. And I think it's good for people to consider like just because you don't have to be up super early for work doesn't mean you want to sleep the day away. So you can, you know, have still that experience of like, wow, I get to sleep in later and still set an alarm. It just might be an hour, hour and a half later than you usually do. Mm -hmm. um, great advice there. Uh, Sarah, let's hear from you. Um, so 100% agree with what Marcy said. Um, I am a big fan of making sure that kind of all of the things that you would do for work, you are still doing even though you're at home. So for example, actually getting up, getting showered, brushing your teeth and getting dressed and not sitting in bed in your pajamas working or choosing not to get dressed because that kind of then blurs all of the lines of what is going on for the rest of the day. And it's going to be even harder for you to be able to switch off from, if you're working, it's going to be harder for you to switch off from working. And from my own experience and experience with clients, your mind shifts into a different zone when you actually go through the process of getting yourself actually ready for the day because it's an indication to yourself that something has shifted since you've gotten kind of out of bed. Um, the one thing that I'm struggling with right now in amongst all of this is actually not working too much because even though I already, you know, already worked from home so had good structure because I can't go out as much during the day I'm not getting as many breaks so I need to actually myself structure in a few more breaks during the day because for example today I've kind of been at my computer since about 7 30 this morning um, and you know, I'm still doing all my morning routine, all of the things, but yeah, I need to get better at putting in breaks. So I think for people just really looking at your day and almost putting it into blocks and just making sure that you are still treating each day as like a kind of work day, Monday to Friday, and then weekends, Saturday, Sunday, they're slightly different. So that would be my input on that. Fantastic. Thank you, Sarah. Sam. Yeah, um, this is one of my favorite things to do, actually, is like productivity hacks, because I feel like I used to be so inefficient with my life, like just so much time wasted and just like 
not doing the things I knew I should be doing. Um, so I think for me, the first thing is like having the first thing that you do in the morning be something you look forward to so that you actually get out of bed. And I think that's often why we have such a hard time like getting up is because we're like, fuck, I gotta go do all this work. You know, and you're like, I just want to chill in my bed. But if you look forward to like your coffee or, you know, maybe you read this book or you go for a walk, whatever it is, whatever that thing is, like if you have something you actually look forward to first thing, it's going to be way more motivating for you to get out of bed. And then that will help you just build the habit of like getting out of bed and not kind of just being like, 10 more minutes, 10 more minutes, like snooze, 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 snooze. Um, so building in that like anticipation factor to your morning um, and feeling like creating creating some purpose for the day. I think that's really helpful to just get people out of bed um, so that they're not just like, oh, I gotta go to work. It's like, no, I have something to do. I have some, I have some purpose today. So that's, I think, number one. Um, and number two is, like Sarah said, try to almost replicate the day that you would have had if you weren't working from home at home. So a great way to do that would be with meals. Most people, I say most, so most people eat three meals a day. So if that's you, still eat your three meals a day and then use your meals as like three anchors in your day. If you think about your day and every time you eat, you go for a walk. 30-minute walk after. So that gives you your body a break. It gives your mind a break. It helps you with digestion. If you go on three 30-minute walks throughout the day, that's almost 10,000 steps because about 10 minutes is 1,000 steps. If you're going on three 30-minute walks, that's 3,000 steps times three. That's 9,000. Plus, you probably walk around in your house. That hits your movement goal, your mental health goal, and it keeps you just feeling good. And that, for me, is like something that I've started doing, and it's huge. Like, doesn't have to be a productive walk. It, I could be on a phone call. I could be listening to a podcast or I could be doing absolutely nothing, just walking. But that is so like, that has been a game changer for me to just creating like, all right, I eat for 30 minutes. I walk for 30 minutes and I need that break or else when I try to go back to work without that, I'm like, oh, I'm like beating my head against the computer because I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. So planning in intentional breaks and really just being like, what happens if I don't do this? Well, then I turn into a zombie and I actually don't get my work done. So um, that for me is like the biggest advice is just like creating those anchoring moments and usually just do it through meals because you're going to eat, everyone eats and we all eat. So might as well use that as your, the thing to link to. And it's just called like habit linking. And that's- I love that. That's fantastic, Sam. Uh, that was my experience when this first started. We, as a family, we eat dinner together more nights than we don't anyway, but with all of the freedom in everybody's lives and kids aren't, nobody's going anywhere in the evening. So there wasn't any reason we had to eat by a certain time. And there were nights we weren't even starting cooking until like 7.30. And I'm like, what are we doing? And then we'd be eating at, you know, 8, 8.39 and then like hanging out watching The Office later. And our nights just kept getting longer and longer. And so a few days ago, I was like, no, no, we're back to, we're six o'clock dinner. Six-ish. It's not like on the dot, but we're eating at six now. And that really does help with the flow of the rest of the evening and, you know, helping me specifically get to bed at a normal hour. So that has been key. The other thing that I would add, I agree with everything all of you ladies have said. Those have been really key in helping me have a sense of normalcy um, and my clients as well. 
Um, the one other thing I would say is to-do lists. Like those are so important and not having them be massive lists of like everything you ever want to accomplish, but having them be very focused um, and writing down small amounts of things that you want to get done, work things, home things, um, that kind of stuff. So I don't ever have more than like five things that I actually plan. I have a running list of like, this is all the stuff that needs to get done. And then I choose from that, like, this is what I'm going to accomplish today so that I know that I've actually done something. I don't get to the end of the day and feel like, wow, I just did all this filler stuff and didn't accomplish any of the big stuff that needed to get done. Yeah, totally. I think that comes back to purpose too. It's like yeah. when you have that big task and you check it off, it's like, yes, mm. you did the thing and you showed up and it kind of builds your trust muscle and confidence muscle. Um, and your to-do list, like if you guys haven't checked out the 135 list, I posted about, I don't know, last week or something, whatever it was. That's, that's basically what Kim's talking about is like not making your to-do list like 80 things long. Cause then like you don't get anything done. Then you feel like crap. It's like, just have really intentional like purpose. Like you got your big thing, three medium, and then other little, little random stuffs. And that just kind of takes the pressure off yourself to like do everything. Yeah. One more quick thing that I'll add again, because I'm the only one of us four who did not solely work from home before this. Like I was always in the gym, at least in the morning. And it is really interesting how I've, you know, like what Sam said, I have created that structure in my day to mimic what I was doing before this. So I'm not getting up as early. I'm still doing my morning routine, but I am like getting my workday started, having breakfast around the same time that I would once I was done training clients. So that has been, I think, helpful. I'm working out at the same time, eating at the same time. And yeah, that really has helped me just create more structure into my day and not feel like it's just groundhog day and I'm not going to need anything done. But the one other thing that I will say that's been helpful is creating boundaries. And again, I don't have kids, but if you are living with your kids or a spouse or a roommate, you know, cause this is something that's been coming up for clients of mine is, you know, their kids want their attention, their spouse wants their attention. So setting up a dedicated workspace, if you are able to like in a separate office where you're going to be more focused, you shut the door, People can't just like come and get your attention and make you lose focus anytime they want. So say like, you know, I'm going to be working from these hours, you know, knock on the door if you need me, something like that. Um, that can be helpful. And then even just boundaries around the kitchen, because that's the other thing people are, sh are struggling with is they're, they're stressed out, they're bored. And then I've had clients who are setting up their workspace in the kitchen and it's just like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, that's going to be so tempting to one as a distraction and then you're going to be you know eating when you're probably not hungry um so i think the desk and having that office has been helpful for me not just working from bed or on the couch i used to always work on the couch and i feel like i've been more efficient actually working from a desk so yeah that's such a good point marcy yeah. oh my god with like Absolutely. allocating different tasks for different things and different emotions like your bed is a place to sleep, have sex and chill, <laughs> not to work. Like it's not like, because your brain's like, what? Like you get there and you're like, but I should be cozy. And, and like, no, like having those clear distinctions will help you actually get in the zone. That's why people go to work. Like mm -hmm. that's probably why <laughs> it works so well. Right. Like 
you people like going into the office or else everyone would ask to work from home because mm-hmm. it's like this new energy it's totally different you're like in a totally different environment so or even yeah. like for you you sam and sarah like you guys will work at coffee shops right so i've never really been one who's enjoyed working at a coffee shop i would rather be home but introvert and yeah same thing and i obviously we can't do that right now but it's just it's the same concept that get go somewhere where it's going to trigger like this is time to work Mm -hmm. it could even be a song that you listen to in the same space but like trigger your brain to start thinking like how how can you get in that zone and i think that's that's the key is like know yourself know that if you sit at the kitchen table you're just gonna snack so don't do that know that if you get into bed you're gonna end up watching netflix or like getting on facebook so don't do that yeah, I think those are great points, ladies, because I think a lot of people who aren't used to working from home and working out from home, that everything is now taking place in the same spot, right? They don't have this chance to go to work and get into their work atmosphere, go to the gym and kind of get in their training zone. It's just all happening in the same spot. And I think that it, um, it kind of blends together. And I know I've just recently realized that I kind of struggle with my home workout setup as cool as it is. And I'm really loving it now because, you know, I have a gym. Um, I've gone to the gym recently with my husband a few times and I was like, oh, wow, I'm way more efficient when I'm in this other space. And so I think trying to recreate some kind of separateness in our lives between our work and our workouts and our eating and our relaxation, I think that's really key. I like those points you just brought up there, Sam, about even if it's just a song and you know, different rooms and, and things like that, I think that's really a great point. All right, ladies. Let's wrap up this mini episode. Thanks so much for coming on and chatting about this today. I think people are going to find it really helpful. Totally. Let us know. Please DM us. Send us some feedback. Screenshot this. Share it on your story and tag us. Woo! All the things. All right. Thanks so much for being with us for this uh, Tuesday Q&A. Bye-bye. All right, that wraps up another episode of the Decades of Strength podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. We know that life is crazy and time is precious, and we really do appreciate you spending your time with us. If you love this podcast, please subscribe, review, and rate it on iTunes. Tag us in your stories on Instagram. Send this to your friends. Please, please, please just tell everyone about it. We are determined to have the biggest and the most inclusive community of women sitting at the picnic table together. We love you, we appreciate you, and we can't wait to hear what you think of this week's episode. Four women, one mission. We are the Decades of Strength. Sam, Marcy, Sarah, and Kim. Catch you right back here for our next episode.